Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we're going to talk about why playing it safe is making you sick. More specifically, we're going to talk about why playing it safe is the riskiest thing you can do. So, society tells us that we should mitigate risk as much as possible. We are told that we need to stay away from risky investments. We need to told that we're stay away from risky exercise, and we're told we need to stay away from risky conversations. Conversations are scary. Investments can lose you money. Exercise can get you hurt. And yet, we are as sick as we've ever been, as diseased as we've ever been. We are scared to talk to any human being anymore because we're scared of confrontation. We're scared of hurting people's feelings. Um, and many of us have a hard time with our finances. And I'm not saying that it's because you're not shoveling your money into an investments because you certainly need to do it in a smart, strategic way. But nonetheless, we have spent a lot of time and effort and mental capacity trying to avoid risk. And yet, every single day, every single day, we are living a risky life. The reason that you're living a risky life is because you're spending too much time playing it too dang safe. Dang, that's funny. That's a word I haven't said in a long time. At any rate, um, <laughs> I got two uh, co-directors on the other side of the camera now. So like, I got two of them laughing. Um, playing it safe. So how do we play it safe? Well, most of us are scared to go all in on, again, a lot of things. We dabble in exercise. Whenever we get started, it's like, yeah, we'll start with, you know, a couple of days a week and we'll do it for 20, 30 minutes at a time. And I'm just going to see how it feels. I'm going to see if I like it. And then if I don't like it or if I, you know, if I don't have time or if something else pops up, then I'll just stop doing it. Or I'm going to try this diet for a little bit, and I'm going to see how it goes, and I'm going to see how it feels, and I'm going to see if I enjoy it. But if I don't like it, then I'm just going to stop, and I'm going to, I'll am gonna i try something later down the road. Or I'm going to try this. I'm going to try and sleep differently. I'm going to try a new sleep routine, see if I can start to sleep better. But if it feels uncomfortable, then I'm just not going to do it anymore, and, and then I'll just try something different later. So we never actually go all in, all in on whatever it is we're trying to do. Same thing with our investments, same thing with many other parts of our lives. We rarely ever go all in on something because we're told, we're told that going all in on things is very risky. We're told to not, if you, if you go all in and that thing doesn't work out, then you failed and you're a failure and then you have to, whoops, I just like punch the mic. So I apologize for that. And then you have to take a long time to come and build it back up. That's what we're told. We're told that if you don't play your cards right and you don't have a diverse whatever, like thing of uh, a diverse action of things going on and you don't have a lot of different options or you don't keep your options open and you don't have a plan B, C, D, and F, that you, you're, you're getting yourself in trouble and that you're putting yourself in a very sticky situation. That's what we are told. And yet, and yet, if you look at most of society, 80% of society, if not more, that's what 80% of society does. And yet 80% of society is unhappy, unfulfilled, depressed, anxious, overweight, diseased, and everything else in between. Okay? So why would you listen to what 80% of society is telling you? 
Why would you listen to what 80% of society is suggesting? Why would you look at 80% of society and follow their lead if they're not moving in the same direction that you're trying to move? If you're trying to achieve a high level of health and fitness mastery, why would you look at your neighbor who is dabbling with this new diet and follow that same lead? Why would you look at your Aunt Sally who's dabbling with a new form of exercise and follow her same lead? It's not to say that you shouldn't jump in, but just because they're going to dabble doesn't mean that you also have to dabble. So that's how we play it safe. We play it safe by not allowing ourselves to fully commit to what it is we're trying to do or what it is we're starting, to fully commit to that business idea, to fully commit to our career, to fully to com commit to our health and fitness. We don't allow ourselves to actually dive into the thing, so we play it safe. And again, that's the riskiest thing to do that you can do. What happens when you play it safe? What happens whenever you don't fully commit, when you don't go all in, when you don't take the necessary steps that you need to take in order to achieve the thing that you're trying to achieve? What happens? Well, besides all these potential things that you're missing, which is a whole host, whole list, a long laundry list of things that you're going, you're going to be missing, including happiness, fulfillment, uh, health, and vitality. But beyond that, the most important thing, the most important thing is the demoralization of your identity. And that's something that not many of us pay attention to if any of us pay attention to it at all. I think some of us do, but a lot of us just have a hard time even taking time to pay attention to our identity. Because we think, we think it's about just the idea, just the strategy, just the tactic. What's the exercise? What's the diet? What's the food I need to eat? What's the way I need to sleep? And all those things are important because it's the actions that get you moving forward and get you actually taking steps to whatever it is you're trying to do. But it is your identity you, who you are, who you believe you are, and who you believe you're trying to become, that sustains that movement forward. Because when you play it safe, you're telling yourself that you're not worth it. That's, that's what you're saying to yourself. Now, you're not saying it out loud. You're not telling yourself that out loud. You might be. I don't know. And if you are, you should definitely stop. But that's what you're telling yourself when you don't commit. Because it's not the thing. It's not the thing that is risky. It's not the thing. It is your lack of commitment and lack of understanding and lack of action toward it. So when you don't fully commit, if you don't go all in, if you don't strive to do your best at it, you're telling yourself that you're not capable of achieving it. So you are basically demoralizing your identity. You're tearing yourself down without even knowing it, without even understanding that that's what's happening. Now, again, clearly you're not saying that to yourself. So you're sitting there going, Jerry, what are you talking about? Like, of course I believe in myself. Yeah, I can do anything. Really? Have you actually looked yourself in the mirror? Have you actually taken time to look in the mirror and say to yourself and ask yourself the question, do I actually believe that this thing that I'm trying to achieve, lose 20 pounds, get a six pack, Get ready for swimsuit season. I guess swimsuit seasons are almost gone. Uh, get ready for the next thing that you're getting ready for. The wedding, whatever. Like, get in the best shape of your life. Run under a three-hour uh, marathon, whatever. Whatever the thing is. Do you actually believe that you can achieve it? Do you truly believe that? 
And if there's a, if there's just one second where you are questioning that, then you don't believe it. You don't believe that you can achieve it. And you don't believe that you have the ability to take the actions to do it, which is complete BS by the way, because anybody and everybody has the ability to take the actions necessary to achieve what they're trying to do. Now, Yes, of course, if you're five feet tall and you're trying to be an NBA player, unless your name is Spud Webb, you're going to have a hard time doing that. Of course, I think Spud Webb was like 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, but at any rate, um, yes, that is true. But other than that, like, it's a very good chance that if you follow the actions, if you keep yourself disciplined, if you stay consistent, if you are persistent through your efforts, if you keep moving and you keep going forward, that you're going to be able to achieve the thing that you want to achieve. But playing it safe is demoralizing your identity and keeping you exactly where you are. Playing it safe is telling yourself that you can't do it. Playing it safe is telling yourself that you're not worthy, that you're not capable, that you can't follow through, that you don't have the abilities, that you don't have the smarts, that you can't put in the effort, that you're not going to keep the motivation, whatever. Like all of those things, that's what you're telling yourself when you don't go all in. And it's important that you realize that. It's important that you understand that it is the demoralization of your identity that is killing you, that is keeping you exactly where you are and keeping you from moving forward. It doesn't matter if you've already started. A lot of people might be saying, okay, well, I've started and I'm making some progress and I'm moving forward. But like, have you actually gone all in? Have you actually taken the steps necessary in order to like dive into your greatest ability and your greatest potential? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about what it might take to actually unleash yourself instead of hold yourself back? If you haven't thought about it, you're still playing it safe. So when I say playing it safe is the riskiest thing that you can do, what do I actually mean by that? Well, when you're playing it safe, what are you actually putting at risk? If staying away from investments, if that's risky, if investing is risky, if intense exercise is risky, and I'm sitting here tell you, telling you that you're putting your health at risk every time you play it safe and every time you aren't doing these things, what, what is actually at risk? Well, let's, let's, let's pull the laundry list out and see if we can come up with a few things. So, At their highest level right now are things like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancer, musculoskeletal diseases, overweight and obesity, and tons of other chronic diseases, like any number of chronic disease that you can think of. What was that weird noise? Oh, I thought that was like your throat squeaking. Sorry. Sidetrack. So all of these things are at their highest level right now, right now. And they're just going to be higher tomorrow. And they're just going to be higher the day after that. And they're going to be even higher the day after that. To be totally honest with you, I believe that in 10 to 20 years, musculoskeletal disease will surpass chronic disease, like bi bi biological diseases. Musculoskeletal disease are things that like, it's, it affects your joints, your tendons, ligands, ligaments, muscles, and things like that. I don't even think we're at the beginning stages of that. Actually, we might be close to the beginning, but we're not even in the middle. Like, we're going to have a lot of issues. 
And the reason that that is, is because of the actions or inactions that we're taking every single day. So what we're putting at risk is the potential to develop heart disease, develop Alzheimer's, develop type 2 diabetes, be overweight and obese, hypertension, issues with shoulder mobility and knee pain and ankle pain and hip pain and back pain. Like that's what we're putting at risk. But we don't think about it that way because we look at society and we go, well, everyone else has that. Everyone else has all these issues. So why is that not normal? Well, just because it's usual doesn't mean it's normal. Usual is just what we see. It's just what is out. It's just what is around. It's just what, what is available in our regular perfume, if you will. Normal is normal. It is the way nature intends it to be. So it is not normal to have all of those things. It is not normal to have musculoskeletal diseases. It is not normal to have type 2 diabetes at 30 years old. It is not normal to have hypertension at 35 or 40 years old. It is not normal. It is not normal. It's usual because it's everywhere, and we see it. And so when we have it ourselves, we just assume that that's normal. But it's not. Normal means the way that nature intends it to be. Nature intends us to be healthy and vital at 30, 40, 50, 60, honestly, 70, 80, or 90 years old. That's what nature intends us to be. But we don't see that often. And so we have a hard time processing that. So it's hard for us to think that we're putting ourselves at risk every single day whenever we don't take the actions necessary to improve and optimize our health and fitness. Whenever we don't take the actions every single day to move ourselves forward. Because it seems overwhelming, because it seems like a lot, because it seems like a lot of effort. It's definitely a lot of effort, but it only seems overwhelming because you're thinking about it way too much and you're not just starting, you're not just going, you're not just doing. So that's what you're putting at risk. You're putting your health at risk. And a lot of it. And it's hard to see because you're not looking 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road. You're looking at today. You're looking at right now. You're looking at your immediate time. And maybe you already have some of these things and you've already said, oh, well, that's just what I have. That's just, that's just all I need to do or that's, that's just the way that it is. Well, it's not the way that it is. It's not normal. And no, that's not the way that it has to be. Whoever's telling you that is lying to you or selling you something. That includes your doctor. I would say that especially includes your doctor. So the next question then is how do we push ourselves outside of this safety zone? How do we start to get ourselves to a point where we believe that we can do more, where we believe that we are capable of more, where we believe that we can achieve a higher level of health and fitness or wealth or, you know, confrontational conversation. Not that that's something you should No, I'll backtrack. That's something that you should want in your life because confrontational conversation is pretty much the only thing that really moves society forward. So how do you start to do that? Like, how do you actually start to push yourself out of this safety zone? If all we've done is play it safe our whole life, you have to understand that you have to overcome that tendency every single day because you are a, you are, your current self is all of your habits up until now bundled up together. 
which includes playing it safe. And if it includes playing it safe, that means moving forward, you have to pay a lot of attention around how you're playing it safe and what you're doing to play it safe. And you have to start to work away from that. And it's a moment to moment decision and you have to do it one moment at a time and you can't beat yourself up whenever you backslide because it's gonna happen and that's okay. But when it happens, the question is, what do you do? Do you step forward in your growth or you step back into safety? Most people step back into safety. What does that mean? That means whenever someone slips up, they go, well, oh, well, I, that's just, a, I, I just can't do it. I, that's just not me. And so they slide back and they just stay right where their zone of comfort is instead of moving forward into growth, which is, okay, so I screwed up. I screwed up. I admit it. But what can I do instead? What can I do next time? What can I do differently to move myself forward, to make sure it doesn't happen again, to make sure that I make progress next time? You have, to, you have options whenever you screw up. You have options, but it's your choice. So what can we actually start to do to move ourselves forward? Well, some of these things I've talked about before, and I'll talk about a lot again. Some of them fully, full disclosure, like I'm just starting to work on a lot myself. Um, but some of these things like I've talked about before, so they're not going to be totally new news. But, but when I repeat something, and trust me when I tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this too. Like, I don't have any original ideas. I'm just repeating usually someone else's ideas. So when I say when I repeat something, I don't mean like, oh, I know what I'm saying. And I know I'm the smartest person uh, around here. I'm like not saying that. What I'm saying is like, I'm saying it because I've heard it from a lot of smart people. I was just at a conference in Boston last week and the room was filled with the room, not even the people who were speaking. The room was probably 250 to 300 people. I would say the average income of those people was somewhere in the range of like half a million dollars a year, something in that range. Now I don't fit in that range. I probably dragged it down a little bit for now. Um, the speakers, their annual income was somewhere in the range of probably 10 million to hundred million dollars a year and beyond. I don't say that again to like pat myself on the back or impress you. What I'm saying is most of them, most of them would tell you that like most of them said these exact same things, what I'm getting ready to tell you. Oh, but what's the, what's, how did they make all that money? How did they make, like they didn't even get to that part because they were talking about how these things are so important. They were talking about why it's so important to quit playing it so freaking safe. That's what they were so busy talking about. That was the thing. It wasn't, hey, you got to do this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. Again, those things are important, but we spend too much damn time focusing on those that we don't even pay attention to what in the world, how do we get our, out of our own damn way? And that's what we need to do. So what do we do? Sorry, I've been alluding to that for the last 10 minutes, and now it's actually time to start talking about it. What do we do to start to push out of this safety zone? Number one, what do you say to yourself when you're by yourself? What is your self-talk? When you mess up, what do you say? Do you tell yourself that you're an idiot? Do you tell yourself that you're not worthy? Do you tell yourself that you're not capable? What do you say to yourself when you're just driving to work? Are you thinking about all the bad things that happened yesterday, the confrontation that you had and how that person's an idiot? Are you thinking about how you screwed up or how your boss yelled at you a couple days ago? What are you thinking about? 
What's the conversation that's going on in your head? And if you're spending a lot of time thinking about those kinds of things, those low frequency, negative kind of conversations that you've had previously, playing a lot of things over in your head, negative things over in your head, telling yourself that you're dumb, telling yourself you're not capable, telling yourself, well, I guess I'm just not like that. Guess what? You're going to get it. You're going to get it. So you need to strive to, turn, to learn to switch that and change that. You need to strive to learn to overcome that. And it's going to take time and it's going to take effort and it's going to, you're going to backslide sometimes, but you need to learn to do it and you need to be persistent in your efforts moving forward because your self-talk and what you say to yourself will dictate what happens to you. Your self-talk and how the things that you pay attention to in your mind will dictate what you pay attention to in life. And that'll be what you get. So your self-talk, what do you say to yourself when you're, by your, when you're by yourself? How do you think about yourself when you're by yourself? Pay attention to that. It means a lot. You are your own worst critic. And you are the only person holding yourself back. Number two, are you visualizing your vision often enough? Do you have a vision? Do you know what a vision is? No, not a hallucination, a vision. Do you have an idea of what you think your ultimate capability is or the thing that you're after? You losing 50 pounds, you having a six pack, you looking trim and fit and uh, wearing a certain size clothing, whatever, like whatever the thing is, it's big enough. It's freaking important. Do you visualize that? Do you know what that looks like? Do you think about that in your head? Or do you spend time thinking about how much of a failure you are and how much you've let yourself down in the past and how much, well, I'm going to go ahead and try this again, but eh, I haven't done it so far, so why do I think that I'm going to be able to do it this time? What you think about, you will get. So this is something somewhat, I, I've visualization is something that I've done, I did in football back in the day. It's something that we talked about back in the day in football, both in high school and in college, did it back in the day. Um, but something that I have not applied, applied as well to business specifically. Health and fitness, I pretty much, this is going to, again, sound arrogant or whatever, but like I pretty much have health and fitness. Hmm. Nope, I'm not even going to say it because then I'm like sticking myself in, in the ground. I have a lot, I still have a lot of work to do in my health and fitness, totally honest. I've been in the gym for 20 to 25 years, so I understand health and fitness very well. I have a lot of work to do. And so visualizing my next step in health and fitness, because I've been in it so long, I haven't thought that I've needed to apply it there. And so I translated that also to business and haven't applied it as much to business. And so I've been working on that lately. And suddenly, things are starting to change and shift. Not a lot of things coming to fruition yet, which is okay. But things are starting to change. Opportunities are starting to show up. So the question is, what are you visualizing? And what are you, what are you actually thinking about in your head most often? And if you don't have a vision for your success... Get one of those first. 
Don't go ask somebody else for theirs. You make your own and then visualize it. Think about it. The last thing, sorry, now I'm trying to knock the microphone over. Very stable stand we have here. Anyway, the last thing is community. Who have you surrounded yourself with? This is a very important question to ask and a very hard one to answer, especially. Because we assume that everyone around us has our best intentions in mind. And from their perspective, from their perspective, they do. But they don't. But they don't. Not, not everybody. Don't get me wrong. Not everybody. A lot of people have their own intentions in mind. Because a lot of people don't like it when... Someone steps out of the circle and, and puts a hole in the circle. People like equilibrium. And so as long as equilibrium stays the way that it is, everything's okay. But the second that someone steps out of the circle and disrupts equilibrium, they try and pull them back in. It's human nature. It's the way that we do things naturally to a degree. So trying to overcome that is very hard. And it starts by finding a community of people or a group of people or at least one or two people, somebody that wants to move along the same path that you're trying to move along. And when you do that, you'll find how much easier it is to actually start to move forward, to actually start to make progress, to actually start to achieve the things that you're trying to achieve. It's challenging because sometimes that means reducing the time and potentially eliminating the time that you spend with some people. And that's tough. That's hard. I get that. But if you ask yourself seriously the question, is this person or these group of people keeping me where I am or are they supporting the person that I'm trying to become? Then you'll get your answer. Once you find that answer, take the time. Dang. She just, sorry, YouTubers, if you just saw that shift, our camera just got kicked. <laughs> Once you get that answer, take the time to find the community and find the group that will move you toward your destiny. Okay? It's all up to you. Self-talk, visualization, and community. It's all up to you. These are all things that you can control, but you have to decide to do it. Okay? Make sure that you share this with your friends so that they can understand their destiny as well and how they can move forward. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.